one of a friend who we became friends with at the time, Jason Jones. Actually, I think some of you He's met. awesome. He was on the radio with me. Yeah. So Jason is great. He was at the same conference. He's like, I'm going to find you your wife, David. I'm like, have at it. I need all help and get. <laughs> and uh, he was on the phone with Tarek, and he's like, hey, tell David Elena has a crush on him. Obviously she does. <laughs> you know, but I can't find her. <laughs> I finally found I searched through she was using a nickname on MySpace. So she almost she almost evaded me. And uh, <laughs> I sent her what was a ridiculously awesome email on MySpace. And I pressed send and my computer froze. Awesome. He don't know if it goes or not. <laughs> you know, sitting there like what do I do? Do you yeah, rewrite I, it? Do I yeah. go, so you don't want to try to resend I it. I can't resend it. Like, duplicate. Yeah, yeah, duplicate. Guy. <laughs> yeah. So I waited about 48 hours and I sent her and I said, listen, I sent you the most charming email in the world. You must not have gotten it because you haven't responded. <laughs> <laughs> you are a BS dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm giving, you, I'm giving you another chance to respond here. That is awesome. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> There's no way to transition out of that word. Nope. Jeff's wearing his tight pants today. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. Hello. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Attitudes. This is a show for Christian men seeking to grow in their walk with Jesus Christ and in their faith with a unique combination of humor and holiness that brings mm-hmm. us all together. My name is Jeff Shufflebein, one of the Beatitudes. I'm joined by Beatitude. Nick Besner. What's going on, Jeff? And Beata Dude, Paul Kolker. Hello there. Hey there, buddies. Hey, so if nobody's ever watched this show, it actually turns funny at some point. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there. Um, but we do truly blend together the silliness and the spirituality of life. And I think what's so neat about this is just the feedback that we've been getting about all the people who want to become sponsors. So that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but what you can do right now is is go subscribe or share the show with somebody because uh, we, we've been getting a lot of great feedback. We've had people tell us that that this is helping them uh, maybe even reapproach the faith at times, and it's really humbling. But uh, so, yeah, please, please share the show. Isn't that wild? Like even some of the episodes where you know that we were just laughing, right, and, yeah. and having a great time, but that we still kept faith at the forefront of it, and and really just lived our lives in this authentic way. Even the goofy, the goofiness of the show, I think, brings people back to this conversation of like, okay, where does that joy come from? What is this all about? Why are these men cool talking about? Jesus and the sacraments and their brokenness and their walk and guardian angels. And I mean, fill in the blank. Like, why are they cool talking about this? And then they're not afraid to cover tough topics and then figure out how to use the internet. I mean, we cover it all. <laughs> so if you, if you missed the last show, boy, you range yeah. <laughs> in a word. <laughs> right. We went to, I learned a lot. 11. <laughs> we took it to 11 and I learned that there's a thing called the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's great because we also learned that our guest here, David Coletti, a.k.a. Coletti, um, yeah. has a photographic memory. <laughs> I'm just going to keep putting it out there. So now you know about the internet. Congratulations. You can't prove it wrong. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give him a test right now. <laughs> no. I remember exactly what's on that board. Jeff has hair. <laughs> Paul has hair. Yeah, you missed it. <laughs> that was perfect. That was good. Do you want to explain to people the prep we give for our guests? What's over your What's over my shoulder so that while you're talking, you can uh, yeah. you can remember what what's going on here? Yeah, Jeff's old. Paul has hair. Apparently, the other guys don't. And Nick has a laugh. <laughs> our Our most identifying characteristics next to our names, so that the guests can know who we are. And David is tough. I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. He does, well, he does mixed mergers and acquisitions. you got to watch out for this guy. Oh. 
Every time he buys a company, it's a cage match. That's it. And he wins. I watched <laughs> in a 72-hour cage match, he got, uh, what's the name of that company? That Speedway. Bought? Speedway to tap out. Yeah, that's it. There it is. And his wife didn't care. <laughs> Nor his Not children. Impressed. <laughs> Not impressed. No. You know, your wife thought that you were operating with a lot of pride and prejudice is what I understood it to be. <laughs> Go back and watch the previous episode if you want to catch anything Everything. of what we're saying. Yeah, <laughs> so far. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of the previous episode, we got some. I got some points to make up on the two of you right now because somehow you just took the lead by whatever number. We'll have to go to the tapes. Couple hundred and uh, several hundred. I'm the only one in <laughs> no. the three digit range right now on the show. So maybe can we at least just get me over a thousand? Just pick me, I mean, pick me. Yeah. All right, we're gonna play a game called "Blessed Are the Joke Makers." This is gonna be a big one. Uh, we're just going to be new precedents here. This is bonus bonus edition. It's going to be worth 175 points. That's a good one. I feel good about this, Kay. kind of. And the way this one works, it's a bonus episode, so what we're going to do is we each have a character card, and we're trying uh, to get you to guess what character we're playing. Okay. So we all have the same prompt, but uh, and, and again, these characters are not like specific names. It's more like a category or type yeah. of character, type of person. Um, so... We all have to, we, we got to try to lead you down the rabbit trail to figure out who yeah, we are. Yeah, don't say Ronald Reagan, say a president. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Say it when I'm talking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our prompt is, other things Abraham could have sacrificed. Abraham came up short! Abraham could have sacrificed more work! And Abraham could have sacrificed his home for the nation. And Abraham could have sacrificed his food for all. And Abraham could have sacrificed his entire soul for the union. <laughs> the hand raised at the end threw me off. <laughs> that was very... Uh, it was, it was, it was, I don't even want to say what that was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go more generic. But, yeah. <laughs> the, the overbearing or commanding military leader. Authoritarian dictator. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. And that's a tough one to not come across like very offensive. <laughs> so my hand raise was not a specific salute. It was a bit of the wave for the union. <laughs> <laughs> I, totally, I, I totally thought Putin. Putin. That's ex yeah, I channeled him big time. There you go. <sighs> you okay? No, I need a I think the bare chest and the lack of hair also goes with Putin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bare chest. Turn into turn into yeah. YouTube. I mean, you took off your shirt. It was a bold choice. <laughs> if you're not on YouTube, you don't know if he's lying. <laughs> you're missing out. Yep. <laughs> My friends will tell you it's all the time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm, I'm looking into uh, your alternate futures, um, Abraham, and what I'm seeing is you, you could have uh, sacrificed um, magic, black magic. You could have sacrificed in any uh, dabbling in that at all because it's terrible. Um you could have sacrificed any any number of the Chaldeans you were leaving um, because because <laughs> they weren't great people, um, and um, you are a Virgo. Okay, I'm mm. blanking on the right word, but tarot card read. I'm thinking like, what is uh, that? Like you call up one eight hundred numbers at night if you like, want to know <laughs> the future. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the idea. Yeah. Extremely clairvoyant, clairvoyant psychic. psychic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. extremely. Extremely. <laughs> extremely. I, I don't. I don't know how to get that identifier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not even playing this <laughs> name right. We're mixing yeah. two games together and then with our own rules yeah. to. Yeah. So, because yeah. I mean, like, clairvoyant psychic wouldn't be enough. 
Like, right. Extremely. Because clairvoyancy <laughs> has levels. Yep. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a level 10 <laughs> clairvoyant. <laughs> well, first, first, yeah. <laughs> first, I must say, everyone knows I am the best. <laughs> Long, dramatic <laughs> pause. It's going to pop his collar. Abraham could have sacrificed the damsel in distress. She didn't need help. I needed help. <laughs> That's a joke. I don't need help. I'm the best. I could have saved her if I wanted to. I'm thinking arrogant beauty pageant contestant. <laughs> So close. Um, <laughs> so he's going to keep give- going. Tell us what it is. <laughs> oh, God. Egotistical superhero. Oh, nice. Like, superhero and pageant winner are not as well, close as no, you're No, the, the arrogant, egotistical <laughs> oh, yeah. part. Yeah. Like, that was hard. You nailed that. that. To me, that was harder to get across, but the superhero part, I mm. could have played up more. Yeah. I was, which was else. what I was going to do, but then you cut me off. <laughs> oh, he, he cut you off. He, he guessed. guessed. He guessed. Like, once the guess is out there, it's out there. What do you, what say ye? What say ye, sir? Did I win? You have to pick. <laughs> There's 175 uh, points on the line. I'm going to go with Jeff's authoritarian dictator. Yeah. Ah, there you go. With the Jeff winning music. He needed it. <laughs> he got it. It's Jeff Sheffelbein. It was mainly the gestures. Yeah. We might uh, We might all be in triple digits now. I'm not. You're not? No. I thought I'm you like were close. Quad, quad, quadruple digits. I mean, our quadruple. Yeah. Just, thank you. Yeah, I got a numbers good. I think I'm just gonna stop at nine nine nine. I feel cool about that number. That's what I'm aiming for. There you go. I, I play well, like I play my cards based well, on. Don't you know? In the well, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> don't you know? We'll get there. David, you've been so giving to me today uh, with that 175 points, and so that comes right into the theme of this bonus show, which is giving. Um, again, I will be your hype man for a second. You are the kind of guy that will do incredible work behind the scenes. And I want you to share with the folks kind of the work behind uh, Hope Supply. That's one of those things. Actually, Hope Supply, and I also want to talk about the T-shirts and the brands. So go for it. Let's hear what you got going in your life. Nah. Outside of mer- outside of buying $23 billion companies. <laughs> 21. I'm not that egotistical. <laughs> hey, you got I'm not an egotistical superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I could have used a few more thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a few thousand stores available. Let me know. Yeah, call David. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's uh, talk about this. Actually, let's go Lionheart first. What's Lionheart? So Lionheart Apparel really is. So actually, exactly what we're doing here kind of was the idea to start Lionheart Apparel. So my best friend from college, Tarek Saab, and I, we were both uh, starting our early professional careers. Myself in New York, he was working for TI down here, but he was I think out in California at the time and traveling around the world. And both of us had this hunger and thirst that you know we had a professional life that wasn't fulfilling. And so how did we, what do we want to do to fill our tank and ultimately give back to, to others? And we thought there was a hole for men and that hole for men was every magazine at that time was GQ, was details, was, I mean, ES, ESPN. It had some kind of cool things we liked in there. Hey, men's health, let's work out. But then there's always someone like, here's how to, get, here's how to hook up with a girl. Here's yeah. how to, you know, be sexier. Here's how to do something that was not in line with our morals and values as Catholic men. Mm. And so we came up with the idea. It was, let's start a Catholic men's magazine. And I have a, Really smart cousin. It's always important to surround yourself with really smart people. Uh, who was working in uh, for Time Magazine at the time, and he's talking to him in New York. He's like, first piece of advice, don't start a magazine. They don't make any money. I was like, well, I kind of just killed our idea there. He's like, <laughs> he's like, if you want to start a magazine, you got to start a brand. He's like, ESPN's magazine is successful because ESPN, the brand, is successful. 
So he's like, so what do you guys stand for? What is the brand? And we knew we stood for is like Catholic manliness, you know, men. And we wanted to have that identifying factor that if I walk down the street and I see Nick, I'm like, hey, good guy, good, good, good guy with a laugh, right? Is what I'm going to think. But I'm not going to know, is he Catholic? Is he Christian? Is he, you know, is he Jewish? What is, what is, what does Nick stand for? If he's wearing a Cowboys shirt, I'm going to think a little less of him. I'm going to know he cheers <laughs> for the Cowboys. <laughs> and so both of us, we were, we were pretty, you know, devout, working on being devout Catholics, also, you know, big into our sports and stuff. So at the time in 2005, T-shirts were all the like, You went out, you wore a T-shirt. Like, okay, we wear T-shirts. So I had a T-shirt that vote for Pedro because it was in that movie Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> and we came with the idea of how do we develop T-shirts, uh, clothing for men that isn't overtly Christian, but is Christian, Catholic. And if you, if somebody saw you wearing a T-shirt, saw you wearing a ball cap, saw you wearing a beanie, They'd say, I recognize that sign. It's the Cairo. I recognize, or maybe I think I recognize that sign. What is it? So we developed a t-shirt, a men's t-shirt company that turned it in t-shirts, hats, beanies. Yeah. Been Polish for a while. And the whole idea was if you'd wear your favorite jersey, if I wear an Eagles jersey, why wouldn't I wear a t-shirt that represented my faith? Yeah. To trigger those conversations. And even today, you know, wear them and I'll be in an airport or something. And somebody, you know, when we have a Florida Lee that says, put not your trust in men. Everybody's like, oh, you're from Louisiana. I'm like, no, actually this is about Mary. It just gives you that opportunity to trigger a conversation. No. And you, I mean, I've had conversations with random people at a bar, flight attendants, whatever it may be, because they think they know what the shirt says. And then you get a conversation, and it's our little way to evangelize. Uh, it's, you know, cool. it's been a labor of love and kind of just still out there as a T-shirt company for men with, with a few other things. But, uh, you know, someday maybe God calls me to do more with it. And the, the cool thing about it, which actually partly led to me, me and my wife, is we donate 10% of our profits to pro-life charities. And uh, so that led to me and my wife because we were looking for a pro-life charity and called an ex-girlfriend at the time and asked her, like, hey, what are some good pro-life charities? And once led another, she thought I was trying to get back together. I wasn't. And <laughs> me, my wife was her roommate at the time. And, you know, a year later, I married. So wait, roommate. finish wait. that story oh, out. Oh. <laughs> we skipped a few details. <laughs> <laughs> so we were at a conference uh, that we got invited to to intro- introduce our T-shirts, our company, to people there who, were, you know, had the ability to connect us with different companies, different donors, uh, investors. My wife was working for uh, Metanoia Films at the time, which put out Bella. This was 2006. So she was there, and I had gotten introduced to the, to the, bro- the three amigos, Leo, Alejandro, and, and, uh, and Eduardo, through another connection. Actually, another girl I had gone on a few dates with. And she connected with them. They're like, well, bring some of your shirts. We'd love to wear your gear. And uh, I get there, and there's this beautiful blonde woman there, and I'm told she's, you know, hey, she's been asking about you. They're like, that's awesome. And she's Catholic. I'm like, all right. And this is like, I was single time. I was like, hey, God's, God's good. And you're wearing a t-shirt, which makes you 2006 cool. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I wasn't. I was wearing a suit. Oh, and, no. And a I was much, suit. I was actually, as you said, a little bigger at the time and stuff. And I scared the heck out of my wife because she was from California. And she thought all guys were meant to be like little tiny surfer guys. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> it's California. Uh, eat surfers for breakfast. <laughs> my coworker, but, Marshall, former just, colleague. <laughs> Short and he is a surfer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to find too many big dudes on a surfboard. <laughs> Touche. Yeah. Um, it's just physics. It turned out her roommate was a woman I dated. And when I'd asked this question, it triggered this oh, David must want to get back together. And so she came there with her other colleague looking to like apparently pet me with questions, see if I wanted to get back together with this other woman. And I'm just trying to, uh, you know, smooth, charm Elena. <laughs> and she's having none of it. I'm trying to, trying to picture like my awesome looking puppy that I had, American Bulldog. And he, he's, he, there's no, I mean, like nothing was working. The next day I, I leave and she like ignored me the next day too. And 
get back. That's October 13th, 2006. Get back and I had to go to early, leave early to go to a baptism with my goddaughter. I'm telling my sister, she's like, oh, I love this girl already. Like, you mean she's actually like ignoring you? That's awesome. Like, <laughs> I tried to find her on the, on the internet. It's like this weird thing, the internet. I couldn't find her. <laughs> I looked on MySpace at the time. Yeah. Stop. yeah. Maybe I don't know if I, maybe I couldn't get on the internet properly. No, I call that MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. And I didn't find her and uh, then uh, got an opportunity because uh, one of uh, a friend who we became, became friends with at the time, Jason Jones, actually, I think some of you He's met. awesome. He was on the radio with me. Yeah. So Jason is great. He was at the same conference. He's like, I'm going to find you your wife, David. I'm like, have at it. I need all help and get. <laughs> and uh, he was on the phone with Tarek and he's like, hey, tell David Elena has a crush on him. Obviously she does. <laughs> but I can't find her. <laughs> I finally found I searched through her. She was using a nickname on MySpace. So she almost she almost evaded me. And uh, I sent her what was a ridiculously awesome email on MySpace. And I pressed send and my computer froze. Awesome. He don't know if it goes or not. <laughs> you know, sitting there like, what do I do? Do you yeah, rewrite I, it? Do I yeah. go, so you don't want to try to resend it. I can't resend it. Is it, it duplicate? Yeah, 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 guy. <laughs> yeah. So I waited about 48 hours and I sent her and I said, listen, I sent you the most charming email in the world. You must not have gotten it because you haven't responded. <laughs> <laughs> you are a BS, dude. <laughs> uh, but I'm giving, you, I'm giving you another chance to respond <laughs> that here. That is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and she actually responded within a few hours to that one. And uh, as I tell it, she obviously did have a crush on me because then she asked for my phone number. Did the first and, uh, one make it through the first email? She claims it didn't. No. Mm, I don't know. I'm going to go with it didn't because it really was charming. I mean, I, think I, I worked a lot harder on the first one. The second one probably was a lot better. Like, <laughs> one line to the point. <laughs> and, like, you know, if I had never, you know, never sent the first one, like, she wouldn't know if it did get lost in the internet. Like, that would yeah. just be a great line. Like, hey, I for sent you an anybody awesome listening. Back in the day, things yeah. would just get lost in the internet. So, yeah. That's how yeah. it works. You can't trust if it's actually going to get there because of traffic and stuff. <laughs> Because those people on the road who don't pull over for emergency vehicles. That's like, right. right. Yeah. They're locking up emergency <laughs> emails. <laughs> Sent what with importance. <laughs> high importance. It must get there faster. <sighs> okay. Uh, Jason Jones, for everybody's sake, is an incredible pro-life warrior. Yeah. Bella was his film. He does the movie-to-movement work. Um, has talked in front of the UN before. Like, I'm just plugging for this guy. Yeah. Like, follow his stuff, and he will not hold back on what's going on uh, in the Middle East, in America, and his story is so powerful. He's the best speaker I've ever seen at one of those. Actually, I was sitting with you at your table at Birth Choice Dallas. His speech there was the best I've ever seen anybody give. Now, Jason is phenomenal. Now, I still do blame him for not showing up at our wedding after he set us up. Hmm. So, you know, he's a 9 out of 10. Yeah, I'm, I'm detecting Maybe seven out of eleven. Uh, <laughs> I'm detecting a grudge match. <laughs> and Jason was like a crazy kickboxer too. So he oh. would like, every time he's come, we've tried to set it up to actually go down to my uh, the gym I belong to, Fortis, which I as a guy with five kids never get to go to anymore. Fair. But I still belong, and, and so we've tried to arrange a couple of times when he's coming to town. I actually sent him down a couple of times because he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go at one o'clock." I'm like. I'm at work in the middle of the day. I can't just. I just bought for a company for twenty one billion dollars. <laughs> I'll see you at one thirty. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Jason is—he's he, awesome. I'll give you a hundred points if you get him on the show. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. A hundred points. Uh, you're committed. I like how my hundred points. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I earned. I think that's worth more than a hundred. But simple, like, I have no opportunity to earn any more points. <laughs> but I'm gonna get my name on there. So like, I got, hey, I got fourth place. Get, remember, four hundred gets you a sock. Just, just one? Just one. I get yeah. the, I get a pair? Yeah, no, you got to get the full 800. <laughs> got to get the full 800. So you got to earn actually, one at a time. I actually just earned my sock on this show. 
<laughs> my two songs. Yeah, you got your. We're gonna fair. have a plaque that actually memorializes season one Sox. points. So you really did make it on the plaque. So uh, that's a big deal. I feel like a big deal. <laughs> I thought I kind of was a big deal. Now I know I'm a big deal. <laughs> exactly. That's it. That's, that's it. I'll endorse you on LinkedIn for being a big deal. I'm gonna change my title. Well, and also for writing what has become known throughout Beatitudes Nation as the greatest uh, message ever spent on space.com. <laughs> it, it was. Yeah. It might actually have been the downfall of MySpace because after how great that email it was, the whole it couldn't get any better. <laughs> so, like, everything was disappointing after that. People were like, MySpace stinks anymore. What it, song did you have on your profile? <laughs> Do you remember this? You had to have a song? Or you could have a song. I don't know if you had to. Did you guys have this? Like, oh, absolutely. You had, I. By the time I got there, it was like, oh, you have your top eight, and like, oh, you it was show like a show that you like know cool and interesting new bands that other people. I read heard books. Of. <laughs> I have a large library of leather-bound <laughs> I books. Read, I read books. I'm not sure how that factors in your top song. <laughs> yeah, it was also the time when like, you had to have a ringtone that was not your normal ringtone. Like, yeah, you didn't have like like I had like the A Team and Superman theme. Dun, 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 dun. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, I pity a fool. <laughs> hey, my song on my space was. Uh, one night in Bangkok and the world's your oyster. You know the song? <laughs> Wait, why are you pronouncing MySpace with an apostrophe and no Y? It's MySpace.com. <laughs> it's on the internet. Oh, okay, it's on the internet. You'll find it. Yeah. I'll go or, you'll find it. MySpace. Does it still exist? I, yeah. yeah, I think it is out there. It was yeah. used by artists for a long time. I don't yeah. know if they still do anymore. But. I do a lot on there. I, I don't know if you ever Remember Tom it. Every from the space? space? Tom was everybody's friend. So like, if you looked at people and like, Tom, Tom was well. their only friend, you're like, yep, okay, this guy's a weird Tom guy, did well. Guy he, a uh, he sold that thing for $600 million or something like that. Yeah. And I think uh, news, I think he sold it to Rupert Murdoch uh, News Corp, right? I think yeah. they like, wrote it off for like $0 next Correct. day. Correct. Every morning I write content on space.com around 7.30, and it's just kind of thought leadership that I'm trying to put out. I mean, if you really want a truly undivided life, you need to be on all social media platforms. <laughs> That's what that means. He's got you. <laughs> oh, gosh. We need to have this guy back. I know. Yeah. I'll leave. I, he can have my points. Maybe if I, if I donate my points to some of our guests, maybe somebody can be in the running. There you go. Uh, I do like, want to brag like about kind of a collaboration or like conglomerate. Who are you, who are you like you're, you're teaming up against people? Oh, yeah. This becomes like an island. Yeah. Uh, a tiny table island. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just going to put this out there, too. I think by the, this time next year, we'll have this thing signed by Tim Tebow. I'm just going to put the, the tiny table from Timmy. Hey, tiny Tim does tiny some great table. things. Mm -hmm. I might have tiny. a connection to Tim for you. Oh, you know he yes he's coming to town and I'm gonna MC an event he's speaking right. in March yeah oh you don't need a connection no I take all the connections we can get sponsored by Tim Tebow okay uh, <laughs> I want to brag on you for one more thing and let's close this out so Hope Supply what is this so Hope Supply Co is uh, it, it's the charity in Dallas that really supports all other charities that serve homeless so it's really serving all the homeless the needs essential needs of homeless or at risk to homeless children. Hmm. primarily but that really you know in order to serve the children you also serve mom and dad so if you think of uh like genesis or family place these places that are probably a lot more well known because they're shelters they take in women and children who are in uh you know either abusive situations or just homeless and you know there's other shelters around town almost all of those places will simply shop at hope supply we have a, they have a massive warehouse where they've like the number one diaper bank in texas and so you're getting coming and getting your diapers all your essential needs though people come into the warehouse pack backpacks for kids because these, these children who are either homeless or at risk, the biggest thing is they don't feel normal, right? Mm -hmm. They might be seven, eight years old and still wet in their bed, still, you know, having accidents in their pants. So 
you want to give them as many of the essential needs as possible to feel normal. So getting a backpack, getting school uniforms, getting toiletries yep. so they can show up to school looking normal. And I actually think like I was probably like people probably thought the way I took care of myself as a kid that like I couldn't. You know, my mom was probably just embarrassed about the fact that I would show up with like ripped up school uniform yep. pants and stuff. But these kids, they have a need for it because you know their parents can't afford it or they don't have parents. And so Hope Supply is that, you know, backbone of all those organizations and yeah, I got to get involved with it starting around 2011, and now I'm only on the advisory board, but you really, I think it's one of the most underappreciated charities yeah. in Dallas. That's like the people behind the people. Yeah. You know, I remember when I got involved with In My Shoes, mm-hmm. something that never dawned on me, even though it's very obvious when you say it out loud, and that's why I want to share this, is, you know, if you're trying to help homeless people, don't give them your used socks and your used shirt. Like, there's something about that. Like, sure, if somebody has nothing, anything is good, but... The part of the dignity that you can unwrap a pair of socks that nobody's worn before is a not expensive and b it does a lot to have this like dignity that you're not just getting something that people don't want you're getting something that will make the seven or eight year old feel normal because it looks like it's clothes that were just bought yeah they they get to own something yeah yeah well said we take it for granted i mean one of the best things that uh we used to do and and i be on the advisory board. I don't know if they still do anyway, that, you know, spring break. This wasn't a thing where I grew up, like spring break in high school and kids, they, you know, grade school, everybody goes everywhere here in Texas. Right? You go away. Well, these kids don't go anywhere. No. So they actually used to run a camp and I'm not sure if we actually are still to run a camp and these kids would get to get bussed down to a camp every day. So when they came back from spring break, they got to tell a story about the camp they went to. Oh, mm-hmm. right? It's just like that silly things that we take yeah. for granted. Hey, I got to go on a vacation. You know, even if you just drive some to some lake house, yeah. your kids come back and they're all telling that same story. And yeah. you never realize there's probably some kids sitting there just feeling less worthy because mm-hmm. they're hearing all these other stories and they know that's not their life. Wow. And yeah. So. Well, David, uh, this has been awesome. Thank you very much for this. If people want to look up Host, Hope Supply, how do they find that group? Hopesupplyco.org. Okay. It's on the internet? <laughs> I think. Okay. I haven't, I haven't found the internet yet. And then if you want to find 7-Eleven, <laughs> drive uh, in different directions. You'll probably <laughs> find one. Several, several hundred no, here fly in the to Japan, the you'll definitely find them. Yeah, if you want to find a, a higher density of 7-Eleven. Yeah. You know, I watched a comedian came in town right here to this Toyota Center, and he dropped a joke about Walmart and 7-Eleven, not realizing he was two miles from the headquarters, and it bombed so bad. It was oh, not Louis C.K., but one of those names that sounds like that that's a comedian. You know I've been looking up yeah, comedy yeah. lately. Um, <laughs> and it was so funny because I was like, you have no idea where you are. Like, half this yeah, audience. Know your audience. Yeah. Works there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was that. We went to, I haven't gotten to go to many comedy shows. We went to a comedy show right as uh, COVID was ending with some friends, and it was a, a comic who knew his audience in, te- in Texas, and he was more right than left, more conservative i guess who knows right or left his opener i think was like i think his opener canceled and so they just had like the guy from the bar open for him <laughs> and this guy was the complete opposite <laughs> everything he said deadpanned on the other <laughs> like, i mean he was just like no. he was like pro covid everybody's like an idiot if you don't think the world's ending like just all these things like everybody else in there like do you know where you are yeah. <laughs> you're not check, you're check. not in friendly territory right. just even if you think that way just change your change your material for this audience just a little bit yeah i gotta tell you all this one my friend from high school, his sister called me and said, hey, can you make a video for our 10-year high school reunion? Just kind of commemorating this. And you know this story? Yeah. And can you also be a stand-up comedian? And I said, I'll make the video, but I know a guy who's a great stand-up comedian. Let me just book him for you. And she said, cool. I called my friend Josh Worthy, and I said, hey, dude, I just booked you as a stand-up comedian. 
you have to do this. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's never done this in his life. And I went in there and I videotaped him giving the worst stand-up comedy I've ever seen in my life. I mean, it, I was videotaping, but looking around, acting like I wasn't with him because I did not want anybody associating me with that guy. It was so terrible. <laughs> props to anybody who can do that. Um, I'd like to give I mean, it a props try. Props to Josh it. Worthy for doing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he even tried to rip off other people's jokes and got them wrong. <laughs> and he had like four double whiskeys right before. Oh, and he tried wow. to do that deadpan voice that, uh, you know, Stephen, whatever his name is, Stephen Wright. Right. But the lack of inflection made him so incredibly hard to listen to. So, all right, props to Josh Worthy. We love you, buddy. Um, <laughs> you know, we talked about fighting before. I one time kind of had a fist of cuffs with him, and the next day he started the Fire Academy, and he kind of looked like Fight Club, and it gave him a lot of street cred. <laughs> nice. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I love him. I love him. Feel free to punch either one of these guys now that you know him. And, uh... <laughs> Paul actually leaned away. <laughs> I think he did too. He put his arm. Uh, no, don't. You're you're, a, you're tough, but fair. Pride and prejudice. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right. Paul's going to take us out of here. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in for the bonus episode. Thank you to David for joining us again. And uh, if we don't see you until the next one, we'll see you in the Eucharist. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.